welcome. You are listening to Right on Q Radio, and this is the Dream with Reem Show. I am your host, DJ Dream, a global frequency healing advisor. I help people discover their gifts so we can raise the frequency of the planet together. Today's guest on the Dream with Reem Radio is Lucy Price, a mindset coach. Lucy specializes in helping people ditch their limiting beliefs and patterns that are holding them back so they can craft a life that lights them up. We will learn how to craft healthy relationships using four core pillars, communication, boundaries, trust, and connection. But before we get into that, we are going to start our first song set with a brand new one from Adam Knight called Rise Up Warrior. We recently became social media friends and now we get to hear his music on the show. So if you are an up and coming entertainer and wondering how you can get your music queued up to play on the radio, I encourage you to do two things. The first one, this actually goes to anybody, regardless of if you are a musician or not, is go ahead and follow me on social media. My handle for Facebook is Dream with Ream, and you can find me on Instagram at rkittycat, R-K-I-T-Y-C-A-T, and then on Facebook, I am at Dream with Ream. The second thing I encourage you to do is to send us your EPK kit. You can send your electronic press kit and you wanna send that in, make sure it's in MP3 format with a brief bio and a headshot or an album cover. And you wanna email your EPK kit to music at dreamwithream.com and that way I can get you queued up. And again, you can email your EPK kit to me at music at dreamwithream.com. Send me your music. I would love to get it played. Without further ado, here is a brand new one from Adam Knight called Rise Up Warrior. You're listening to it here on Right on Q Radio. Right on cue radio. Choke down my voices in danger. I feel as if my heart's made of stone. They tell me that my life is in shambles. But I'm here to reclaim the throne Ride or die, I don't give a damn I stand up for what I believe in I own up to my mistakes I'm a rise-up warrior Standing in my way It's on me to walk through the door No one's doing it for me 
I'm a boss with nothing to lose Time to fly, step out in the rain I get stronger with all the pain I realize that I am great I'm a rise up warrior Now. There's no looking back now. It's too late to back down. There's no looking back now. 
Some Kool-Aid and chicken. I need commitment, some love and vision. I hold the money and she hold the pistol. Yeah, that's my partner, man. She know the vision. We multiply and won't be no division. You hear the sirens, we killing it, girl. We on fire, we militant. We getting high as the ceilings and we stack them digits religiously. They can't put it into our energy roller. Act like they don't know they know we're the
Right on cue radio. Greetings. Welcome to the middle section of the Chocolate Factory Extended Play by Malik Davis. I hope you've been enjoying what you've been hearing. He and his engineers have spent a long time to make sure that this is right. Up next, we have Soul Plane. It is a funked out groove that will now be introduced by your captain. Oh, greetings, everybody. This is the captain speaking. Uh, you might recognize me from the beginning during that intro. We're going to make it a little funky up here, so just to get back, take the plane. So just go ahead and get ready for liftoff. Bring the bass in. You already know. I had to make a little old school in here for all of the for all the old heads in there. Guitar now, go ahead. Listening, see why the honeys always flock and they kissing a G. You see me in the streets, yeah, you know who I be. I'm a self made player, pip down to the feet. <laughs> you never see me in no Chuck Taylors, maybe occasionally, but mainly you catch me wearing my flush gators. Fresh hat with a feather, baby, I'm that guy. Brown mink with some ice, baby, I'm that fly. Chilling like a villain, and it's bringing me no pain. Cause we out here on the soul What's a foreign? Shit, I whip the Impala And pull up to the finest girl And see if she a holler She says you must be confident You think that you a baller We'll see what kind of game you spit Without you talking dollars I say, baby, believe I'm not shady You see, I can't help it When I see a pretty lady I make sure everything I spit is truth Factual While I'm cracking your clavicles Acting like something natural Cooking in the studio Come and get you in taste Been serving up side dishes Of cold grooves and bass Got soul food and plates I'm old school and ace So you might wanna kick it I told you we was straight ah. Sit back with a zigzag and wind down Room 11 is always kicking the right sounds High up in the clouds bumping some cold train Relax baby I told you this was the soul plane Chilling like a villain and it's bringing me no pain Cause we out here on the soul plane Fly away, fly away, fly away, fly away, fly away, fly away. Chilling like a villain and it's bringing me no pain While we out here on the soul plane
Welcome back. Welcome back. I am DJ Dream and you are listening to the Dream with Reem show on Right on Q Radio. I've got my special guest with me now, Lucy Price. She supports people in feeling empowered within themselves and the relationships. She uses mindset, emotional intelligence, and embodiment practices to help you craft the life that lights you up. It is my honor to introduce you guys to Lucy Price. Hi, Lucy. How are you today? Hi, I'm doing so well. How are you? I'm fantastic. Ah, so Lucy, um, what, what I found interesting about Lucy was she's got this program. It's about um, her relationship code. And she talks about four pillars to a healthy relationship. But before we get into that, I wanted Lucy to go ahead and boast about yourself. Tell us all about you, Lucy. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, yep, I'm Lucy. Um, fun facts about me include I am addicted to coffee and I have two lovely cats. Um, but really, really the core of what I do is I really help people create the relationships they really, really desire in their lives. And this can be a relationship with a partner, you know, a romantic interest. This could be your relationship with your parents, your friends. I just really feel passionate that Relations get relationships give people that feeling of fulfillment and value. They are so core. And so that's what I do. I, I support people in shifting their mindset surrounding relationships, um, doing emotional intelligence so that they're able to process relationships from the past and process conflicts or communication or connection issues in the present so that people are really able to have the relationships that it is that they desire. So relationships are my thing mindset emotions the whole shebang I really enjoy supporting people in having the relationships that light them up <laughs> um, now you were talking about emotional intelligence and that's kind yeah. of a, a new term that's been thrown around a lot lately what um what is your definition of emotional intelligence yeah, so emotional intelligence for me is having the ability to be aware of what you're feeling, process your feelings, but make actions and behavior choices that are in alignment with what it is that you your highest vision for yourself. So being able to notice the emotions of yourself, being able to notice the emotions of the people around you and kind of key into what other people are feeling and being able to process that within yourself, being able to communicate that to someone else and being able to regulate and manage your emotions so that when you're making decisions in your life, you're making it from a place of alignment, not a place of reaction because you're having an emotional reaction to a situation. And what would be one of, um, I'm going to say simplest ways, but uh, I know that none of this is simple. Uh, I guess what would be the first step to really understanding um, how you can start to actually become emotionally intelligent and, mm -hmm. and come from and not react and actually come from mm -hmm. alignment? 
Yeah. So one of the the first things I I actually had my clients do in one of my um my foundational program, Shift Your Story, is is start to log when you have really big emotional swings. So start to log when you are having these big emotional outbursts or that feeling of getting triggered. You know that feeling of something really hitting and striking a chord with you in a certain way where you get angry and you lash out or you get incredibly sad. So I actually tell people to start logging, like start logging your emotions, you know, whether that's like day by day, hour by hour, like log how you're feeling. Maybe it's if a big situation happens and you finding yourself having this emotional swing, start logging that as well. But some of the other things that people can do other than just kind of noticing what their emotions are um, at any given point in the day is to create more spaciousness for yourself. So take time to breathe, take time to check in with yourself and to journal, to reflect. That's, you know, meditation has become so popular. Mindfulness has become so popular because part of it is just giving ourselves a chance to check in and check in with our emotions, especially in a culture where it's so fast paced and, emotions aren't as valued you know people really value productivity people really value just getting it done but we have this whole emotional experience going on in our inner world that is desiring to be seen and it's it's be it's able to be seen by giving it space to be seen Hmm, interesting and um And, and as far as like meditation and stuff goes, um, I know that you're going to be guiding us through a meditation later on today. Yes. Um, on a daily basis, is there um, uh, things that you find that are more effective? And so one thing with me, whenever I uh, meditate and I go through through periods of time, there's times where I meditate for two hours a day. Well, I sit for two hours a day. Whether or not <laughs> I'm actually meditating is to be determined still. Um, <laughs> the, the quieting of the mind. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I've also heard that. So in some meditations that it's not even about the mind being quieted because the whole point is, is the mind needs to exhaust itself because it's going mm-hmm. to, otherwise it's going to, if you, if you suppress it, that's what makes it come, come more. Um, mm-hmm. what, what, what do you recommend for being able to get into alignment so that we can tap into our emotions, um, or control our emotions better? Yeah. So, so with that meditation, like if you've never meditated before, don't try and meditate for two hours, (laughs) like meditate for a minute. Like, and it might seem like a really short period of time, but really just set a one minute timer on your phone and give yourself that space for one minute to breathe and to drop into that breath and allow that belly to expand and allow things to release for you. Um, And in terms of like that meditation thing too, because I, I think a lot of people have this concept that meditation is having this blank canvas in the head. And for me, a lot of what meditation is, is being able to come back to center. So being able to notice that you're having a thought over here, being able to notice that you're having a feeling about something, but being able to bring it back to center, being able to bring it back to your breath, being able to bring it back to the present moment and you sitting on a cushion wherever you happen to be. Um, So I think one of the things that people can do in terms of reckoning back into their alignment, especially when it comes to emotional 
emotional regulation. It sounds so simple, but just breathe. Like, and it's one of those things that when you're just starting to, to delve into emotional intelligence, it can be a really frustrating thing to hear. Like just breathe, <laughs> you know, it can be incredibly <laughs> frustrating just to hear that. But what's happening is when you breathe, you're activating the vagus nerve, which is a, a really big nerve in the parasympathetic nervous system. And the parasympathetic nervous system is that rest and digest. And so it's going to bring your heart rate down. It's going to bring you back down and ground you. So take a moment to breathe three times when you're in a stressful situation or take three breaths before you engage in a conflicting conversation with somebody. Mm-hmm. Three breaths. Yes. I also, um, when I'm about to get out of my car or anything like that, I also mm-hmm. take a second and a, I take a pause and then just, yeah, breathe to kind of, yeah, kind of get, get centered. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And it's, it's also, that's a really lovely thing to do because then it reminds you that you can pause, that you can give yourself space and be in transition in the various moments of your life. Yeah. And, and now once you've, you've gotten centered and you have um, been able to get an alignment and, and see what it is that you want in relationships, um, how do you how do you communicate your your feelings your desires your um yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So mm-hmm. your feelings, thoughts and desires. So I I like to let people know that there's two really big ways of communicating. There's like direct communication and then indirect communication and and how you communicate might depend on your where you were raised. It might depend on your personality. There's a lot of variables that can go into it. But when it comes to communicating your thoughts and your needs and desires, I find direct communication to be the best avenue. And what direct communication basically means is saying your saying your feelings in the very directly, you know, just saying I feel sad or I feel frustrated, as opposed to the more indirect communication where you might let out a sigh and roll your eyes and then turn the other direction and angrily wash the dishes or whatever Mm. it happens to be. So I think one of the best ways that you can learn how to communicate your thoughts and feelings is first getting into the mindset of communicating with direct communication. And then I like to introduce a communication style that is called nonviolent communication. Now, when people first hear that people probably have this assumption of like, I'm not, you know, I don't communicate violently. Like, what are you talking about? And it's like, well, the the point of nonviolent communication is to take ownership of your thoughts and your feelings in any given situation. So there's a certain structure for nonviolent communication. And that's when you, you observe what's going on. Like you observe the situation, you, you use I statements and state your feelings. So you're taking ownership of your thoughts and your feelings, because at the end of the day, it, it sucks, but no one else can make you feel a certain way like Mm -hmm. your emotions are yours and I think when you can take that radical responsibility your whole world can shift but being able to state your feelings in I statements being able to recognize the need or desire in the situation so that's the third part and then being able to make a request in that situation so oftentimes when we're stating our thoughts and our our feelings it's because we want something you know maybe we want to connect with them deeper maybe we want a certain behavior to stop but most of the time when we're trying to express our thoughts and feelings it's because there's some sort of exchange that's being desired and i think that 
sets the framework that allows people to express their thoughts and feelings and desires and make that request without accusing the other person. Because as soon as you accuse the other person, they're going on the defensive and they're going on the fight or flight zone. They're, right. they're reacting to that. So that's the framework that I like to recommend for people. Mm. And, and, and I really um, like the, the communication part um, and requesting what it is that you want, because, because again, going on the defense, this is going to, I know that you also use um, love languages with Mm -hmm. your teachings. And it's one of those things where, because you see the world from your perspective. So when somebody does something, they might, you think that they're doing it for some, some reason that is hurting you or whatever, Mm -hmm. but based on their love language or whatever is going on in their reality, it was not intended to be that way, but because nobody wants to communicate or there's that Mm -hmm. passive aggressiveness, then something that was supposed to be a loving act can turn into a fight that nobody has any idea why we're even fighting anyway. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy how many arguments happen just because there was a miscommunication. And that's, you know, we hear it all the time. Communication is key. Um, And I so agree with that. But also conscious communication is like the master lock of all keys, being able to communicate really thoughtfully and with intention and with compassion and and being able to meet in the middle about it. So I do feel that it's it's helpful when both parties are, you know, versed in nonviolent communication, but they don't need to be, you know, know, it's you move first. And and that's what I really when I have one on one clients who are, you know, either healing from a heartbreak or who are trying to uh, create a certain kind of relationship in their life, I, I tell them like you move first, you learn the skills first, and you become the invitation for someone else to step into that with you. Hmm. I th- think I, I wrote down only the first half of right before it was make the request. I have recognized, and I don't think I put the last thing. Recognize, the yeah. Situation. So I'm happy to give you an example as well. Yeah. So, so for example, let's say this is this is actually an ex- example from my own life. Um, okay. So the other day when I was leaving, um, my partner, you know, I said to him, "Can you deal with this?" And I I gestured towards the mess in the kitchen, and and then I left. You know, I went out, I went to a couple stores, I came back, and I could see that the kitchen was still a mess, and I could see that. Um, the counters were still dirty, the floor was still dirty. And so I said to him that when I see this kitchen is messy, I feel really frustrated because I feel calmer in a kitchen that is clean and I can actually make tea and make food. Can you please, you know, support me in cleaning the kitchen? And that that was an example of like me, you know, introducing nonviolent communication in that moment. But I also think the thing to hear thing here to recognize is the first time I asked him to clean the kitchen, I was not specific. No, you know, I was very general. And and he actually said to me, well, I did the dishes, which is what you don't like to do. So he was thinking that he was being really supportive because he was doing the the job that I, I don't like doing dishes. So he thought he was doing the job that would be supportive. But I was feeling frustrated because what I was actually stressed by was the counters and that I couldn't use the counters because mm. the counters were all cluttered and dirty. So so 
in that situation, I was able to express how I felt, you know, I was able to say I'm frustrated, but I didn't blame him. You know, I said, I see the kitchen is still dirty. I feel frustrated that it's dirty. Um, I need a clean space. Otherwise I feel stressed out. I desire this to be cleared. Can you please help me clean this? And, and he was able to recognize that too, that we both did not clearly communicate. He didn't ask me, you know, specifically what I want to clean. He could have, you know, and he took responsibility for that, that he could have asked me questions like, what do you want clean? How do you want to clean? <laughs> you know, is it okay if I don't do this? And I didn't, I wasn't specific. I didn't say, hey, can you just clean the counters? Or, hey, do you have time? You know, I didn't make a I made a request, but I didn't make a specific request. And it could have been more clearly communicated. So even simple things like that, that could have derailed our day. You know, that could have derailed our day. We could have gone into an hour long argument about it. We could have stormed off into different rooms. I mean, we don't storm. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're not really that kind of couple. <laughs> but, but, you know, imagining an, another couple in this situation, there could be some yelling, there could be some name calling, calling, there could be some slamming doors when really it just took two people to recognize, oh, there's a miscommunication here. Yes, I care about you and your desires. Yes, I care that, you know, you took this time and you did the dishes, which I did not want to do. And okay, we learned, we know better now next time. Mm -hmm. And, and that totally reminds me, um, I took a women's leadership course and mm -hmm. one of the principles that we were learning was that w as women, we don't communicate effectively because mm. I, 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 and um, my theory kind of is, well, I, I guess maybe it's just because I'm this way is I just assume people have a, some sort a, a baseline of, um, I guess, common sense or like, you know, like, like, again, like if you gestured at the kitchen, I would have been like, oh, the kitchen, like the entire kitchen, the entire kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and I mean, it's, it's, it's so bad with, with most women, as far as communication, that it was three days based on, um, effective communication. And there were several mm. different activities and it was pretty much, we would say something and then somebody would, we would have to not add any more dialogue to what they said. And we had to do what the person was saying. And that's the basic, really cool. And the result was th then you can sp exactly see what you communicated. Like if it was, yeah. and the, and like, I always see on um, online, like there's all these memes where a wife will tell their husband to do something. And then um, it, they come home and it, it, it shows it. And it's exact. It, it's, it, it reminds me of that, of those three days. Cause it's exactly it. It's like, they cut like, um, you know, it's like, like, uh, what, oh, what is it? Peel. I think there's one of them. It's um, peel and cut half the potatoes. And it was a bag of like russet potatoes. And literally they took the potato and they only peeled half of the potato and they left <laughs> the other half with the skin on. And then they cut it in half. And that was the, the what the husband took from the ma, the wife saying, peel and cut half of the potatoes. Yeah, that's so funny. And that's honestly such a good exercise. I think that could be a really good exercise for couples to do, you know, is like, you know, exactly that, like peel and cut half the potatoes and just see what the other person does or, you know, in, in a different situation, like if you want to play with your partner for like an hour and just figure out like, okay, like how, how do we actually interpret what the other person is saying when it comes to household chores or whatever it happens to be like, 
like clean the bathroom. What does that mean to one person? What does that mean to the other person? Right. Because then you're also getting a look into what their belief system is about what is clean. You know, two people might have different, completely different concepts for what even clean is. Um, and two, like the action in doing it. So I, that's, that's an incredible exercise. And that sounds so much fun. And I would <laughs> be so intrigued to see this done in person. <laughs> it was, it was uh, very interesting to, to be a part of, and we all, we all took turns. So it's like, sometimes you were the doer and sometimes you were the, the, you know, the taskmaster master. Yeah. And, and it was, it was very interesting what, what things came about um, after those three days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and all of that too, going to, you know, like knowing how somebody cleans the bathroom or, mm-hmm. you know, how they, um, you know, you know, just like you said, you don't like to do the dishes. Like I, I don't like folding the laundry, but mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's just like certain things, but that also comes down to compatibility also. And, yeah. and not just going with like infatuation and, mm-hmm. um, and, and how does that tie into like desires and needs? Because that's, I kind of see de- desires and needs kind of can easily be like, uh, attached to, um, um, infatuation because, Mm. you know, like, like I want, I desire a relationship or, or, um, so Mm -hmm. how can we prevent ourselves from, from creating this pedestal that is ultimately going to be doomed because we think that we shouldn't be in this relationship, but we desire this, uh, connection. Mm. Yeah. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to come off at it this way first, yeah. which is when um, when we first meet someone that we're interested in, there's a lot of hormones that are going. There's a lot of hormones that are going in the brain. There's oxytocin, there's dopamine, there's a lot going on. And our bodies can be addicted to that. You know, our bodies get addicted to these adrenaline rushes. So there, if we connect that to a person, then it kind of becomes an interesting recipe that if you're not mindful, you might get a little bit in over your head just because of hormones. And this goes for both men and women or anyone who, you know, identifies differently. It's, it's just what happens in the bodies. And so in that situation, you really have to let your body come down you from that roller coaster in that moment. So it's easy to spark it. You know, it's the honeymoon phase. It's right. the two weeks when you just get to know someone and you're like, oh my God, I can't get enough. That's the oxytocin. That's like, that's the hormones that are talking to you right now. So give yourself space. And it's going to be, it's going to be challenging, you know, because your body wants that hormone, your body wants that rush. And it's not saying limit yourself, just be very mindful that the person that you're getting to know in two, in the first two weeks, weeks, they very well might be that amazing, beautiful, incredible person. And it also might be the oxytocin. So giving yourself grace for that and, and allowing yourself to take a little bit of time to really get to know them and get to know their flaws as well as their strengths. So it's from, um, that's kind of like the first standpoint. And then the second standpoint I want to take is, have an idea of what you want, you know, like we talk about needs and desires and like putting someone 
on a pedestal or at least having this pedestal vision of somebody, it's okay to have like really high standards. It's okay to have certain values that you want to share with your partner and certain needs. And in, in, in ways, I think that can be really beneficial for people um, because it allows you to be clear, you know, of when someone really, really is out of alignment with you or just a mismatch because of time, location, whatever it happens to be. Um, so it gives you a lot of clarity. And what I'll, the caveat I'll say to that is also leave space for for something you didn't expect, you know, also leave space for maybe they won't look the way you think they will. Mm -hmm. Maybe they won't, you know, maybe they'll leave their dirty socks on the counter. (laughs) You know, maybe they'll have these little treats that can get on your nerves, but let the, let the meat and potatoes of the dish, you know, be those values that you're really craving and you're looking for. Now, uh, how would you, um, what would you say to the fact, cause you know, when, when people are trying to be in a relationship, they talk about, you know, like basically craft your ideal partner. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I agree with that, but again, like you say, you don't want to be so detailed. And this kind of goes with a mm-hmm. lot of goals and everything is you don't want to be so, so detailed that you're not letting the universe give you the actual yeah. magic that you deserve because we're limiting ourselves. So yeah. um, do you encourage, um, encourage a, a partner, um, I guess, and, and like, I kind of call them um, like deal breakers, mm-hmm. um, like things that are, that if a partner has that, then I just know that I'm not, a, I, I'm not compatible with that. Mm-hmm. Um, do, what do you, what do you, what are your takes on making lists yeah. and deal breakers and Absolutely. So, so with making a list, I think there's a lot of benefits to it, but you're exactly right. Like leave space for the universe, leave space for spirit, God, whatever it is you believe in, right? Like leave space for that. I think the values of it is that you, you have an idea in your head, but also I think attach more to the feeling of what you want to feel when you're with that person and what you want your life to feel like, as opposed to very, very specific things like he has brown hair or she has blue eyes or he's a banker on Wall Street or, you know, rather than these very, very specific things, really lock into what do you want your life to feel like? What do you want love with this partner to feel like? What do you want your lives to look like together as opposed to very specific minute things that at the end of the day, I personally don't believe matters. Like I, I think it's important for, for my partner and I to look after each other financially, like be able to fend for ourselves financially, be able to um, pay for certain things or um, for me to feel passionate about certain hobbies and for him to feel passionate about certain hobbies. But at the end of the day, I don't mind what job he has so long as he can look after himself and so long as I can look after my house. I don't care that his hobby is cutting little bonsai trees and mine is, (laughs) you know, going uh, dancing on the weekend. Like, I don't care about those differences because when I'm with him. I feel loved. And when I'm with him, I feel expansion. And when I feel him with him, I feel grounded. And so what I'll say to people is it's okay to have values that you want to be really linked up. Like him and I share very, very similar values. 
And it's okay to want certain things like kids. You know, if if the person you're dating flat out does not want kids and you really, really do, then there's there's a misalignment there and you're mm-hmm. gonna have to face that. But I would I would encourage people more to lock into the feeling that you want to feel with someone rather than if they're a certain career or if they look a certain way or if they come from a certain background or whatever it happens to be. When it comes to deal breakers, um, here's what I'll say. I think deal breakers are okay, but know why. But like know your why around it. Because if like, and know and know what it actually means. For example, for a lot of people, a deal breaker is cheating, infidelity, right? But what is cheating to one person might not be cheating right. to another person. And this is, you know, a, a, something that people get caught up in. For one person, cheating might just be simply checking out another person. For another person, it's sex. Right. So it, it really is important to, to know, okay, if there is a deal breaker, what is the actual deal breaker? What, what do you have surrounding it too? So like, what's your baggage surrounding it? It's okay that there is, you know, it's okay if there is some baggage around it. Um, for example, like <laughs> me and my partner are very clear, like we know what cheating is and we know what will happen <laughs> if it happens. Um, but also at the end of the day, I want him to make the best choices for him in his life. And if, if he really feels that's the most aligned thing for him to do, then that's his call. But I'm going to leave. If that's the best, highest thing for his vision of himself, okay. But then I'm going to leave. Right. And and that's okay, you know. But, like, understand your baggage around it and, and understand why. Um, and, and if it's truly a deal breaker, fair enough, but don't have a deal breaker just to have a deal breaker, you know, don't have a, oh, well you lost your job. So we can't be together anymore. Like really know what, what that deal breaker is and why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I was, I was sitting here thinking, I, I totally agree as far as the, the, all the emotional, um, and that's kind of like when everyone's like, Reem, why are you single? Still single. And I was like, well, <laughs> I was like, well, I'm still working on myself. And I know that we attract our equal in vibration. And I kind of don't really like where I'm at. So by definition, that means that I would be attracting somebody I don't don't like. <laughs> mm. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I, I'm actually interested in that because so I've heard things surrounding this, too. And I, I want to offer a perspective, which is when when we are in a place in our lives that we don't particularly like, there is this case that can happen. Right. Where we are attracting people that aren't a good match or we are looking for people it might it part of it is attraction. And part of it, I also feel is we're looking for people to tell us the story that we already believe, you know, the story that we're not worthy of anything better, the story that we deserve to be treated in a certain way. You know, we might not on our surface brain actually think that we deserve that, right? But somewhere deep down inside of us, if we're not liking who we are in that moment and we're trying to date and connect with people and we're finding matches that aren't supportive, um, that that is kind of us trying to perpetuate our own story instead of stepping into the vision of ourselves that we want. Now, the only flip side that that I'll offer is sometimes we attract the love that we want to have for ourselves. So there, there have been some cases that I've seen that 
that's sometimes and and this has been my own personal case actually with my my partner was there was a time in my life when we very first met like years years back where I was really sad and I was depressed and he was very grounded and he was very steady and even though I couldn't fully fully commit to that relationship I still attracted him you know he was still in my field of vision and so sometimes we also attract to us like the love that we want to feel for ourselves, but we haven't quite unlocked it yet. So we're trying to feel that in another person, if that makes sense. So I, my personal beliefs around that are like, yes and no, like, yes, you attract what it is that you're kind of like feeling and radiating out. And also there are moments where we attract what it is that we actually do want. And because like, if we can see it, right. So like, even if you're not feeling um, the best about yourself in the moment, if you can see a loving relationship, if it is in your field of view, if you can see a couple across the street who are making out and having a good time, then it's available to you, you know, because then it's in your field. So you can tap into it as well. Mm. Now, how would that go into um, like setting healthy boundaries? Mm. Um, because if, it, if it's something that you're looking for and craving and then, um, you know, like similarly to to you and guys in the kitchen situation, mm-hmm. you know, um, he obviously knew you don't like doing the dishes. And that was that was a, a clear boundary that he he was taking care of. But where where do we how do we how do we come up with boundaries that I guess are not also um unrealistic because I think that's also another thing with relationships is we end up getting mad at the other person and it's like dude what you were asking like if you go and ask your girlfriend hey did it they look at you like yeah I would have looked at you like you were crazy too um Mm, but but we think that we think that our, our what we're expecting is is totally legit and sometimes it's totally unreasonable yeah so so that's where I really love using um nonviolent communication to help establish those boundaries. Because a lot of the times when people attempt or set a boundary, um, attempt to set or do set a boundary, it is presented as a demand. You know, you will stop hanging out with that girl or we're done. You know, it's very much cut and dry as opposed to, hey, baby, you know, I, I know you're saying she's your friend and I'm feeling just incredibly insecure. And I'm really afraid that there's something more going on there. Can you please talk to me about this? And maybe can you not hang out with her at night? Is that something that you can do? Can we talk about this? You know, and present it as a request. Because then then the other person has the opportunity to say yes or no. And, and if they say no, then you have to ask yourself, okay, um, what am I willing to do right here? You know, if, if, is this really, really big for me that he's hanging out with this girl at night, you know, and he says they're just friends. Is that really, really big for me? Am I willing to leave this relationship over it? Is that the new boundary, you know, that you will not be in a relationship with me or is it okay? Or, or then he's presented with the opportunity of like, you know, why don't you come and hang out with us? You know, why don't we all go out to lunch together? And she can bring her boyfriend or whatever it happens to be. So oftentimes I think people try to make these these boundaries as a demand. And when you make something as a demand, you're inherently putting someone in a position to have to choose. And that choice might go against their values, but they might make it and then end up feeling resentful because you made them choose Mm -hmm. as opposed to making a request where it's like, hey, like, can we talk about this and what this boundary could be? 
Now, in general, I think when it comes to boundaries, boundaries sometimes come up in the moment and sometimes you know your boundaries ahead of time. And if you know your boundaries ahead of time, um, you can communicate those. You can definitely say to your partner, like, hey, I don't like being touched this way. It really feels uncomfortable to my body. It really makes me feel unsafe. And if they cross that, you know, then you have the, you get to make the choice. Do you try to reiterate that boundary? Do you try and say it again verbally? Do you try to follow it up with action or do you walk away? You know, but it's making the request and it's really making your thoughts and your feelings known in that situation and being able to stand behind it. I think the trouble when it comes to boundaries is that people are willing to sacrifice what actually makes them happy and safe because they want another person to be in their life. And as Mm -hmm. soon as that happens, I personally believe the relationship has become out of alignment because you're sacrificing yourself. And so if you really have a strong boundary within you, know that boundary, be able to stand behind it and and communicate that to your partner and if it's a boundary that you're exploring allow it to be request you know allow it to be a conversation where both of you can come together and really connect on what would feel good what makes you feel good and what makes me feel good there is this really lovely quote about boundaries which is I don't remember who it's by, but boundaries is the line where I can love you and me at the same time. And and I, I really think that's a really beautiful description because so often boundaries become barriers. The boundaries, I believe, are really to be bridges. You know, it's really for two people to come together and learn how to care for each other and how to support each other in a way that both parties can feel secure in. Yeah. And, and, you know, just like you were saying, um, the, the second somebody gives into their uh, boundary or goes against their boundary, mm-hmm. that the relationship is now out of alignment. And um, it, it also, that's when you as the person that let your boundary get violated um, mm-hmm. because you, you went against it, you also then start being a different person in the relationship because yeah. you're now in resentment or guilt or fear or that they're going to find you out or, or whatever it is. And so now you're still not even in your ideal relationship because you're tormenting yourself on the inside. Right. Yeah. And with boundaries, like boundaries are so I believe boundaries are so beautiful and boundaries really create these amazing structures for both parties to feel safe and supported and know how the other person wants to be treated. And boundaries can change. You know, you can feel one way about something and then a couple months later feel another way and communicate that to your partner. (laughs) Like make sure it's a communication again, because don't just switch up your boundaries because then it becomes fuzzy, you know, of what your boundaries actually are. But, but as soon as you do, start to let your boundaries slip it you start not trusting yourself you know you start not trusting yourself and your needs and your desires so absolutely yeah and um we talked we talked about it a little bit earlier um the love languages how mm-hmm. how do you feel that that um really helps in relation not just um, um intimate relationships but just relationships in general yeah um, how, how does that play so, out for you? <laughs> so with uh, with love languages, um, depending on, again, like culture, how you grew up, how your family cared for each other or how 
you learn to care for your friends, there's certain ways that you best receive love and there's certain ways that you best give love. So it might be very natural for you to make food for your friends. It might be very natural for you to go fill the car up with gas for your mother um, because, you know, she's older or whatever it happens to be. So there's some things that might come more naturally to you, but some things that might be a little bit more tricky, such as telling your mother, I love you, mm-hmm. or um, such as, Uh, buying your girlfriend a dress for her birthday or whatever it happens to be. So love languages, when, when you're aware of what the other person's love language is and you're aware of what love language best feels um, that best uh, is fulfilled within you, you're able to care for each other on a deeper level because they're able to feel that love, you know, they're able to feel loved. So for example, a good friend of mine, she she's very much a words of affirmation person. I don't give words of affirmation a lot. You know, <laughs> I'm really I'm <laughs> it, it takes a lot of conscious effort for me to be like, you're an incredible, amazing person and you totally rock at this thing and this thing and this thing. Like it takes a conscious effort. But I also recognize that's how she feels that I care about her. Mm-hmm. It's not from me giving her a candle. You know, it's not from me. Um taking her out on a trip though she likes it and she recognizes she likes it but it doesn't elicit the same feeling Mm -hmm. as words of affirmation so i think that when you're able to kind of gear in on how people best receive love um, and how you best receive love too you're able to form a deeper connection with the other person yeah and i just had this recently um i was uh staying with a friend and we'd gotten to the point where, and she, she's definitely a um, words of affirmation. She's also um, gifts and I Mm. am acts of service and physical touch. Yeah. And so we had gotten to this point and she had said something, something, and I, I, um, not going to go much into what, what we talked about, but I I basically got to the point and I said, I go, I go, you know what? I go, I go, we, I go, I have just been communicating with you with the wrong love language. I said, I've Mm. been doing it in my own love language of acts of services And I was like, and I go, these are the things that I have done that are showing you that I love you. And I said, and I do understand that your love language is words of affirmation, which I am not good at. And I will start shifting my, my love for you in that way. But like, that's kind of how I approached it. I said, I go, I go, okay, this is a love language. I go, I go, our love languages aren't talking right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good way to phrase it, right? Because it's oftentimes, it's not that we don't care. It's not that we're not trying, but it's just that the other person isn't feeling it. So, and that's like when you get into arguments with friends, because we love our friends, you know, love takes on many forms. And so when friends start arguing with each other of like, oh, I do so much more for you in this friendship or whatever it happens to be, it might just simply be because your love languages aren't communicating and they're not talking to each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I say this all the time. I say, we're all crazy. It's just, does your crazy play nicely with my crazy? So kind of <laughs> does your lang- love language play nicely with my, nicely love, with language? my love language? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay. Um, is there what, like, what's kind of to wrap all of this the relationship? Mm-hmm. What, what is like, uh, what's one more little tip or how can we tie this in a little bow and then we're going to go to a break and we'll come back for our meditation. 
Yeah. So, I mean, to tie it all together, what I would want to leave people with is you deserve really, really good relationships in your life. You deserve really good partnerships. You deserve, you know, the best friendships that you can imagine. And a lot of that just comes from learning a couple of tools and putting them into practice and then taking a very gentle, compassionate glance at past relationships and understanding where struggles and pain and previous patterns might still be playing out so that you can catch them and so that those patterns do not continue in the future. And you deserve the most incredible relationships. And when you can catch and shift the patterns, you you will start unlocking that in your life. Mm, beautiful. <laughs> Lucy, before we go to our break, let our listeners know how they can find you. Absolutely. So you can find me on my website, shiftyourstory.net. And I'm also very active on Instagram. So if you want to slide into my DMs, my my handle is lucy.m as in Michaela.price. Wonderful. All right, guys, we are going to take a quick little break. And when we come back, we are going going to go into a cord cutting meditation so we can help to get rid of some of our past traumas from old relationships. I'll see you guys on the other side. You are listening to Right on Cue Radio. Right on Cue Radio. When might you be buzzed? When you suddenly love everything. You guys, I love this song. I love these nachos. I love our kickball league. I love this guy. What's your name? You know what I'd love? A ride when it's time to head out. If you see a buzzed warning sign, call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. I love your car. Is this real leather? Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. To protect his family from disaster, Steve used his camera phone. Done. By taking pictures of his important documents, Steve can always have them stored online. Learn more simple disaster prep tips at ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Right on cue radio.
me blushing, changing colors. Yeah, yeah. Over you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Right on cue radio. We run so close to the edge. Stay out while the sun is sinking. These trees are more than they sing us. They gave way to the world. We're thinking. We play like kids in the dusk. We climb to the tallest treetops.
Right on cue radio. Welcome back. Welcome back. You are listening to the Dream with Reem show on Right on cue radio. I am your host, DJ Dream, and I am back with my special guest, Lucy Price. We have been talking to her about the relationship code and her four pillars to a healthy relationship. We are going to be getting into a meditation. So without further ado, I'm going to have Lucy let us know about this cord cutting meditation and what exactly is it? Lucy, are you still there? I am here. Wonderful. All right. So this cord cutting meditation is really an opportunity to energetically cut the ties between you and another person or another situation in your life that you want to release, that you have recognized that there's some pain, there's some some baggage that's being held around this, and you're ready to release this um, from from your energetic field here in this moment. So for some people, uh, cord cutting is very final that, you know, that person um, is, is very much like uh, a different chapter in your life for other people that cord might just transform. You know, you might've released a romantic relationship with someone, but a new cord of friendship uh, takes its place. So it, it's really what comes up for you. Um, perhaps for you, you're really looking to close this chapter and put it off to the side. Perhaps you're just looking to transform a part of whatever this relationship is. Um, but whenever you're ready, go ahead and make your way into a comfortable seated position, a comfortable lying down position, wherever you can really allow your body to sink down into this moment. And then go ahead. I just want to make sure that anybody, if you are driving or scenery, (laughs) please do not do this. Please be safe. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. Come back to this another time. You can listen to how it flows. You can, you can do it for yourself, but yes, definitely keep your eyes open. (laughs) Um, But, but if you are not driving, if you're not operating that heavy machinery, then go ahead and take a moment here just to close your eyes and allow that breath to drop down, drop down to your sacrum, drop down to your belly and your lower back and allow that breath to expand, to lace all the way up your ribs and all the way across your chest and your shoulders and your neck. And on your exhale, gently let it go. Let it go from the mouth, let it float out of your body. Inhale, allow that belly to expand, the rib cage to fly open like two wings on a bird, the chest, the heart center to radiate out. And exhale, let it go. Inhale, let that belly expand, let the rib cage, let the chest, the neck, Exhale, let it go. And start to just notice your body. Notice if there's any parts of your body that are holding on, that feel tense. And can you release that part of your body just 2% more? Just let things soften. 
Let the space between the eyebrows soften, let the jaw soften, let the hips, let the shoulders. And start to imagine above your head a beautiful golden light. See how big it is floating above your head or how small. Notice what shades of gold. Is it more white or yellow or orange or brown or sparkles or maybe not? And as you have that, that vision of this golden light, start to see it dripping around you, floating down your head, your neck, your chest, your back and shoulders, all the way down your belly, your hips, your thighs, knees, calves, and toes. And know that this light is here protecting you keeping you safe, keeping you secure, protecting your physical body, your heart, your soul, your energy. Feel how this light is against your skin. Feel the warmth, feel the tingles like champagne bubbles. And start to see around you a train station. Find yourself on the platform. And as you look up at the screen, you notice that a train is about to come in. And on that train is a person. A person that you are looking to close a chapter with. And allow yourself to feel whatever is coming up for you. Maybe it's sadness, maybe it's excitement, anger, hurt, joy. Let whatever you're feeling come up. Know that it is all welcome, it is all here to be held. And as you look over, you see that train is starting to come in. The wind is coming down across your skin. The train slides in front of you, carriage after carriage after carriage until it slows down and comes to a stop. and the door is open. And out walks the person that you are looking to close that chapter with. Allow yourself just to be here for a moment. Neither of you saying anything, just take it in. And remember that you are safe, you are protected. 
Nothing will harm you here. And all the feelings are welcome. And in this moment, if there is anything that you desire to say to this person, any thoughts you want to express, any feelings you want them to know about, take this time, take this time to communicate that to them. Staying connected to your breath. Feeling that warm light against your skin. If you would like to give this person an opportunity to respond, you are welcome to do that here, but know that it is not necessary. This is for you. This is your time to have your thoughts and your feelings heard. And when you feel complete, Notice that there is a cord between the two of you. It's coming out of both of your chests and growing in until it connects to each other. A single cord between you now. Just take a moment to notice it, to look at it. What does it look like? How thick, how thin, what color? Does it have a color? What texture? And in your dominant hand, notice that there is now a pair of scissors. And these scissors, they can cut through anything. And just feel the weight of them in your palm. Notice what they look like. And when it feels good to you, if it feels good to you, go ahead and allow yourself to cut that cord. Watch as the cord fades away. As you hear that the bell of the train has just rung and this train is getting ready to leave the station again and watch as the person turns away and gets back on the train.
and notice how the train doors close as the train starts to whistle and leave the station. Carriage after carriage after carriage passing by until you look out and you notice it getting smaller and smaller until you can't see it anymore. And notice as the backdrop of this train station starts to fade away, as this warm glowing light starts to fade from your body, knowing that the protective forces are still with you. It's just the light that's fading off and becoming something new. And take some open conscious breaths all the way down to your belly, all the way through your ribs and your chest. And exhale, let it go with a sigh. and start to wiggle any fingers and toes. If you wanna sway your hips or your chest or your neck. And then allow the eyelids to gently flutter open, taking in the light around you. welcome back that was nice when we um cut the cord and then you said something about like you can see the cord going away mm. I like shifted to space and I was in a space suit and you know how like you have the the cord attached to the shuttle or whatever yeah. and so it was not I, I didn't feel like I was being removed from the shuttle but it was like mm. that cord was being taken out into space that's so cool <laughs> <laughs> that's so lovely and that you're able to like connect to that intuition really inside of you giving you this imagery yeah so and for me most of the time um i still have difficulty um visualizing things mm. and um so for me it's more feelings and stuff yeah. um so uh, I'm working on, on um, when I do meditations, actually being able to see the imagery that people, um, I think that's why I like movies more than reading books, because I don't make, I don't make the scene in my head. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I, I need the scene provided for me. <laughs> I think it's really, you brought up a good point too, because I think sometimes I, I, I feel maybe I'm similar in that way because when I try to imagine seeing something in my mind's eye, I try to see it like I see the cup on my desk right now. And yeah. I, I, it is different you know, and, and I, I have to give myself a lot of compassion in those moments, because I try and see this cup in the particular way that my physical reality body can see it. And in the mind's eye, it's different, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's this different mm -hmm. sort of vision. Um, and I definitely prefer movies too. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things I say is like, don't be limited by logic. However, yeah. with some things I, I find myself that I default to, to what, what the, the only the world that I know, because even, yeah. even when I dream, I don't really see, I don't see bodies. I don't see 
see people for me again it's more feeling and and maybe sometimes there is like a blob of somebody mm. but even like um like sometimes um my older brother and I are are fairly close and so sometimes he's in my dreams and even though he's short like I am the blob might be like a six foot blob but mm. to me I know the essence is my brother yeah and, and even within an, a dream that essence might morph into three different people throughout the dream but that that particular like ray of light or whatever didn't change it's just the expression of that light yes changed so um i'm, I'm learning to uh, yeah not be limited by my own logic <laughs> <laughs> Well, beautiful. Um, I have had so much fun with you today, Lucy. I want to make sure everybody has um, another chance to get your information so they can find out how to connect with you. Absolutely. So you can find me on my website, which is shiftyourstory.net, or you can find me on Instagram at lucy.m as Michaela.price. And I'm happy to chat with you in the DMs there. Or you can, of course, contact me on my website either way. Yeah. And if there was one last thing you wanted to share with us, what would that be? I would probably say do not let your past relationships that have hurt you be your vision for what your relationships can be. Mm. Mm, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> you can create the most beautiful relationships in your life and your past. It does not determine your future. So shift any patterns that you feel might be holding you back that you think might not be serving you and go after the relationships that you desire, whether that be friendships, whether that be a partner, whoever it happens to be, definitely go for it and find them because no matter what your relationships were in the past, you, you always have the opportunity to write a new story with somebody else. Mm, every single moment. Yes. Every day, <laughs> every breath, <laughs> you have a different, you have the opportunity to make a different choice. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was Lucy Price. Um, it was my honor to have you on the show. Um, we are going to take another quick break and I will see you guys on the other side. You are listening to Ride on Q Radio. Ride on Q Radio.
Right on cue radio.
on Q Radio.
each other It's time for giving and sharing Welcome back. Welcome back. You are listening to Right on Cue Radio. I'm your host, DJ Dream, and this is the Dream with Reem show. It's just about that time for me to head out. And I wanted to thank all of our quality up and coming artists for the music today. We had a new one by Adam Knight called Rise Up Warrior. I want to thank Vegas Chips with No Looking Back. We had Monique de France with Wild Ones featuring Vive the Rula. Thanks to Malik Davis, Davis with Soul Plane. And I really love that old school beat. We had Carlos Cruz with My Life. And we had a second one from Adam Knight called Dark Magic. Thank you, Frankie de Carlos with Changing Colors. We had Treetops by Grace and Cole. Across the Ocean Waves by Two Cities, One World. We had Rome by The Flow. Thank you, Hosni Bronx with Dance as a Lion. The Music is Never Over by Dramaside. And thanks to Open Strum with What We Need Is Love. I also wanted to thank my guest, Lucy Price from Shift Your Story for joining us today. And if you guys are looking to join a live event, we've got something special for you. So we have a live musical showcase that's going to be every Thursday starting in April 29th until June 17th. And tickets are only $20. And a partial of the proceeds is going to go to Nevada Children's Cancer Foundation. And then in addition to the live event, we're also going to be having it live or um, available for streaming later. Um, So we've got the links for that. I'll have that on my Facebook page. Remember to follow me. 
And I also want to remind you to send me in your music. I would love to play it on the Dream with Reem show. And just in case your music is not the genre that I'm playing, don't worry about it because we have a whole lineup of hosted shows seven days a week. All of our times are going to be in Pacific Standard Time. So Monday through Friday from 12 to 2, you can listen to Coach LT with Life Talks. From 2 to 4, we've got the R&B Oasis. From 4 to 6, you can call in your requests on the highly requested show. From 6 to 8 p.m., we've got the Indie Vibes. From 8 to 10, you can chop it up with the Minguses on the Who Got Chop show. And then you can cruise into midnight with the Midnight Marauders. We've also got a great lineup for the weekend on Saturdays. From 2 to 4 p.m., we've got the R&B Oasis. From 4 to 6, you get to call in your requests on the Highly Requested show. From 6 to 9, we've got the Indie Vibes. And then on Sundays, you can start your morning off with Make Your Point Sports Show from 9 to 10. Then you can dream away with me from 2 to 4 p.m. on the Dream with Reem show.